Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode zero of Metal and Magic Podcast. Today, we will be recapping everything we lost from our original recordings as to get you up to speed. I hope you enjoy the podcast, and don't forget to follow us on Twitter at MetalNMagicPod and on Facebook at Metal and Magic Podcast. You can find our podcast at SoundCloud, Spoke, iTunes, Google Play Store, and literally anywhere else. But why am I telling you? You've already found us. So let's get into the recording. Hey everybody and welcome to episode zero, our recap episode of everything that's happened up till this point. Audio is hard and we didn't really have it down. We're learning. We're all learning. So we're going to go around the table and introduce you to our core party, the ones that started off uh, this podcast and the audio you'll never hear. Hi there, I am Grayson and I play Salar Silianzi. Hello, I'm Anthony, and I play uh, Uriel Steel Creek. Hi, I'm Chip, and I play Shrake Thundarion. Hello, I am James, and I play Karox Acrylis, a.k.a. Karox the Desecrator. Alright, so we're going to recap everything that's happened up till this point. Um, when we first started our story, we started in the Kingdom of Glim, the... Characters noticed there was a tournament going on. Well, three of them did. Um, Salar is a member of the Glim yes. City Guard. Yes, indeed. Uriel was a traveling monk. Yes. Trake is a Goliath nomad. Sure. Narwhal, Narwhalfer. <laughs> salesman. <laughs> <laughs> Narwhal don't have fur, but we'll work with it. Got liver. Liver. Um, and Karox was in the dungeon. Locked up, they won't let me out. <laughs> locked up, they won't let me In case you couldn't out. tell, he's a bard. Is it? Is it? Is it trapped in the closet? Because no. it was very trapped in the closet. No, there's huh. an actual no. song by Oh, I've never heard. I've listened to music. Oh my! Oh. I have that CD. You, you're listening to that now. Um. <laughs> So with that, the the three free characters joined in the tournament. At the same time, Karox, you were told by the king that you could have your freedom if you won the tournament, correct? Yeah. I mean, there was another uh, little thing there, too. It was... If I won the tournament, and then if I went on a quest for the king and survived throughout the quest. Okay. I believe that's what it was. What was that? Then you could have immunity is what it was. Well, yeah, that was after he, um, that was after you won. He was like, you're going to go on a quest because yeah. you, you well, won. Well, for spoiling. We'll get to that. <laughs> So you entered the tournament, and what was the first thing you had to do? We had to joust. I lost. 
So, Miserably. <laughs> so, Trake, Salar, and Karox, with a little help from his magic, yeah. won the joust. Meanwhile, Uriel lost to, was it the dwarf? No, it was the lizard bard fucker. Guy who... <laughs> <laughs> he fucks lizard bards? He's a lizard bard. Oh my God. That's a very specific fetish. <laughs> Be on the lookout. Be on the lookout for the lizard bard fucker. <laughs> like In the background, you hear, What? <laughs> and then whatever lizard noises. Whatever lizard noises are. Hydra loots. Hydra newts. Because he'd be coming after everybody. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> so, you guys decided, you know, well, you, you won, so you were told that the next session is a free-for-all, and it's going to determine the overall winner. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, Uriel, how did you get into the tournament? Homeboy who, who you know, eliminated me uh, disappeared, and I was just like, fuck that guy, I'm taking his place. So, so you were found, and someone said, hey, you're taking this guy's place. Right. Um... <laughs> I was like, okay. He got a participation award. Yeah, basically, basically he had the next highest score. Well, he had the highest score of the losers. Right. He was the first loser. Yes. Yeah. The best loser. The best loser. So, you guys entered the... What? Would you really want to be the best loser, though? Hey, you're the king of your people. Yeah, you're the best. (laughs) But if you're the best loser, that means you lose the most. Well, but you're also best at it. (laughs) You're the... (laughs) At least you can say you're good at something. (laughs) You're the best. I'm good at something. I'm not really good at it. Everybody's gonna keep you down. (laughs) So, um... You guys went on to the free-for-all where you faced four other opponents. Now, it's... Good to note that at this point in time, you guys didn't know each other. Yeah. Correct? That is very much correct. Yeah. So, you guys faced... I was in prison for like the past three years. A halfling knight riding an ostrich. Oh, wait. That one's the one that I knew. You did know him because you were both on the... You were both on the guard. Yeah. Um, You faced the halfling knight riding a battle ostrich. Mm -hmm. You faced a fire genasi. Samuel. You faced... Torador, the human male in shining, gleaming armor. Almost killed that fucker, too. <laughs> yep. There was one other guy. Does anyone remember the other guy? Oh, shit. I don't think he was unimportant. Did we talk about <laughs> the tiefling? No. no. There, was, there was a tiefling as well. Yeah, that's what the, the, the red, the red mage. That was the fire that was genasi. T- that was the fire genasi. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, you quickly... Well, Uriel. I died instantly. Uriel was put down on the spot. Yeah. Level one monks. Because you know monks. <laughs> you know, two level points. one monks and whatnot. <laughs> um, I guess at this point it's good to point out Trake is a pugilist. Mm-hmm. Salar at this point was a level one fighter. Yep. We just pointed out Uriel was, was a level, level one monk, monk. <laughs> and Karox was a level one wizard. Weezord. 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 Which, which Power Ranger calls in the Weezord? Is it the yellow one? Probably the pink one. Did anyone? No one got me PJ. Oh, because it's Asian? Like, like like be no, because it's a wee joke. Weezord. Wee is what people call P sometimes. Uh, God. I gotta go wee wee. I feel. No, it wasn't. I thought it was an Asian. Um, uh, You're trying to say I'm discriminating? Voice speaking. No. Thing. 
No. You know how they pronounce their L's with R's? <laughs> so it's true though. And shut up. <laughs> 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 so Anthony's Uriel was taken down to zero life, and after what seemed like forever, Carox was the last standing. Yep. Ish. Using a crossbow. Well, not the wizard using a run. crossbow from the Shoot corner run. was Kerox, and he was the last one. Dishing out damage, too. Doing, doing all those crossbow damages. And um, he, too, was struck down by Torador Steelsides, who was declared the winner of the tournament. For now. It was rigged. I did rig it. You weren't supposed to rig it. But shh. We came close, though. You did come extremely close. Closer than I had planned. Um, I should have maxed his health instead of rolling it, but I didn't. So um, from there we went to Fucking the cheater. <laughs> from there we went to the um, award ceremony where you all were in the crowd with a bunch of other people, including people who had lost earlier in the tournament. Mm-hmm. And um, you watched on the stage as King Fiamarmora, the god king of Glim, put uh, all the armors and weapons onto Torador. And when he put the last piece of armor onto Torador, a bolt of lightning struck down from the sky and disintegrated him. What happened next? Those four uh, pieces of armor and or weaponry depending on the person was sent out into the crowd and actually ended up with each of the four OG players so Salar got a sword made of either crystal or ice yeah depending on its something its form and it does cold damage yeah and it is bonded to your person. Yes. Uriel got monk wraps that looked like interwoven leaves, and they fused to your skin, looking like tattoos. Drake got gauntlets made of obsidian, Yeah. and they fused to his arms. And they did lightning damage. And they do lightning damage, yes. And... Karox got a dagger made of bone. When he holds it, his hand appears skeletal, and it does necrotic damage instead of normal uh, piercing. Also, plus one uh, spell. Yes, it is a plus one spell uh, arcane focus. Yeah. So, from there, you were taken to the king. And oh no, because we fought people. Because people. Oh, got yeah, jealous. oh yeah, that is right. No, people got no it jealous. wasn't. It wasn't that they were jealous. They okay. were actually part of a weird yes. cult. So that was crazy. a test, and I'm glad you all passed. <laughs> you just, um, you so you fought yeah. four people in the crowd, <laughs> and afterwards, well, it's been I'm, a long day. I'm just playing. So after you all dispatched of the uh, four people in the crowd. Mm-hmm. Someone, I think, was it was it Karox or Salar that noticed the logo? They I had? think it was both, yeah, but both of them. He actually no, took I a the piece bodies. of it. 
Okay, I so Karox took it, but yeah. maybe Uriel had found it. Uriel yeah. saw it. Um, they, we pretty much all saw it. They all it. had, all of the bad guys had a Crescent Moon logo on their um, armor. And from there you were brought to the king. Mm-hmm. Where he told you that he basically doesn't trust the judgment of the armor and weapons. That's why he holds a tournament to pick the winners. Or the winner. Yeah. To adorn them with the items and send them on their quest as the new champion of Glim. But for you, you were the first time the armor has chosen its own hosts in hundreds of years. And... And... Um, he wanted to send you all on a small task to prove yourselves. So he sent you to the small town of Womford to find out why the um, new Baron dude, the town master, wasn't he hasn't heard from them in a while. Uh, yeah. reporting back. So, without focusing on Womford too much, we just basically you guys went there. Mm-hmm. You found out that children were missing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, the there kids was, weren't murdered. There was a feast coming up. The kids were murdering. Yeah, the kids were murdering. <laughs> and that they were all the children and a couple of the townsfolk were under the influence of a demon. Uh-huh. Yep. Got me. So you spent the night, and oh, when you woke up, Salar, what what did you take for level two? Okay, so um. Whenever I was actually unconscious mm-hmm. in the uh, playing field, you know, the tournament, uh, after I went down initially, I actually had an out of, I can't speak, out of body experience where I met with Corbor. Cardboard. No, cardboard. it's core vain glory. You know all the that good stuff. the demon lord of pride. Yeah. Yes. So and that is why um, instead of following in fighter, I began leveling in warlock. Okay, and everyone else took a next level in their respective classes. Uriel took monk, yeah. Trake took pugilist, and Karox took wizard. Yeah. And went into the school of necromancy. Yes, because at level two, wizards get to pick their school, right? Yeah, which probably would be obvious. If yeah, if you've listened to his backstory, you know exactly what kind of wizard he is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you guys woke up in Womford, and I think it was over the course of one day, mm-hmm. you yeah, found out what had happened. You dispatched and exercised the demon. Yeah. You saved everyone except the dude who left you, led you to the demon. <laughs> Let him die. Somebody got you. Know, he's an asshole. Making kids do And from there, right? you got a letter from Harrick, the town master. Mm-hmm. And he also offered you a mithril chain shirt, and you slept the night and went on your way. Yes. Uh, um... Which no one is actually using the chain mithril chain shirt. I think actually when we get up to up to date, didn't Salar sell it? Yep. Yep. 
Yes. Yeah. For pocket change. Yeah, she, she saw got, it without bartering. She got ripped off. But then I got, you know, my prices for, you know, a service. This isn't supposed to sound as terrible as it is, but I got a service significantly <laughs> discounted. Off. You sold a Mythical Chain shirt for like 50 gold. No, I sold it for more than that. That was the most expensive thing. Like, I mean, it did bump it, like, significantly from what I was going to offer. Yeah. It wasn't, like, 50. It was well over that. So, you guys made but it back to... Really care too much. Made it back to Glim and reported back to the king. Harrick offered him and his town services to the king yep. when needed. Yeah. Yes. And you were told that there is a great evil taking the land right now and you need to gather forces for the kingdom of Glim. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was like <laughs> Cedric. I believe that Cedric, the ruler of the next kingdom over or some shit like that. Um, if if this was like the United States, Aboric, Cedric's kingdom would be in like they were North Florida. Korea. No, they were uh, Florida. Uh, North Korea is like not even connected. <laughs> I know. They're like if North Korea was in Florida. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> kind of the same shape. Yeah. So, um, Glim is the center kingdom in Kars. If you go to our Twitter, at Metal and Magic Podcast, or at Metal and Magic Pod, you can find our map. Plug it! <laughs> um, what? You know, plug Shameless it. Plugs. He plugged it. Yeah. So, you guys were told that there is. An evil in the kingdom of Aboric, the leader of which is named Cedric Battleborn. He is a half-orc, that you know. And he must have been the one to send that magical bolt of lightning mm-hmm. to kill Torador. That's what you were told. Yes, according yeah. to the king, that was his belief. So, you were told to go to the kingdom... Go through, go through the continent, and from there, gather forces and check out the statuses of cities in the in the continent right. to see if they were with or against the king, and do all you can to make them side with the king. So your first stop on that trip, all that we can, was Orenthal. As you got to the city of Ornthal, you noticed the gates and the wall and everything was crumbling. The gates were rusted. The It was a shithole. It was the definition <laughs> of a shithole, yes. <laughs> um, it was falling to pieces. You literally shat a hole in the bathroom. Pretty sure. Maybe not, but I'm pretty sure. Pretty you sat down on the floor. It so, was pretty bad. So in Ornthal, as you arrived, you heard music. And as you entered, there was a halfling <laughs> playing on a stage. Yeah. And <laughs> and you all joined the crowd. It seemed like the entire but town was out. Not before I cast Detect Magic. Yes. Like uh, Salar is a living, breathing detect magic radar. Uh-huh. Satellite. I am. I'm really good at that kind of stuff. <laughs> so, with that, 
you all join the crowd, and after a few minutes, you all had to make a saving throw against being charmed. Mm-hmm. Uh, all of us guess who? <laughs> guess who was the one? So Salar succeeded, and everyone else failed. And what that meant was you all wanted to be the next lover for Eridorn, we the halfling bard who <laughs> rules Orenthal. Yeah. Y'all wanted to be dominated by this little halfling dude. So That's after not what being a lover means. Yeah, I mean I'm pretty sure he's a child. That is apparently her definition of a lover, and everyone's allowed to their own definitions. <laughs> he's um, a top. So from there you guys uh, noticed that he picked a small child from the audience, like a seven or eight-year-old. I thought it was 12. Is it 12? I think you said 12. Please correct that to 12. Okay. That makes it, like, it doesn't make it better. It doesn't make it better, but at least it's... She was young. She was young. Okay. Um, Like, let's... Oh, you know what? I have in my notes it was 12. Uh Aha. So I was wrong. Uh I'm sorry. It was a 12-year-old girl. That he Very picked from the audience. Yeah, Which I wanted to like. Yeah, I mean, it, she's so small she could have been seven like in my save head. save at some point? I won. So, well, get to that point. from there, um, Uriel, why don't you tell me what you decided to do? Yeah, so, you know, I got a broke lang. I uh, wanted to kill the little girl because I wanted to be the person he uh, swindled. And, you know, um, so I, 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 I started to sneak away. You know, I started to sneak away at <laughs> 20 until I got to somebody, a guard next to me, and then I rolled a two. All right. So Uriel decided that he was going to kill that little 12-year-old girl. So he, well, actually Uriel's a she. Sorry. Uriel decided that she was going to kill that little girl so that she could be Eridorn's next Swindled. lover. Swindled by <laughs> It was at this point that you two succeeded yeah. your saving throws yeah. and were uncharmed, mm-hmm. uh, but not before Trake decided to ask when food was happening, and he yeah. said, well, as soon as the stage gets cleared, there's going to be a huge banquet. So, Trake, what did you decide to do? I decided to help move the stage, because I can do it better than... <laughs> Probably everybody in the town combined. And I know you guys are so sad that we lost that audio for just the whole stage-moving segment. It was but fucking great. It was the most riveting stage-moving you'd ever hear in audio form. Yeah. Um, like, roadie crew, what's up? So, and... Karax, what did you do? Um, well... I looked around, because I was like... This motherfucker just charmed me. And then I see... Uriel trying to tiptoe through the, the tulips <laughs> and then but I see him being confronted by the town's guard so I tried to move closer so I could hear what's going on and, and then something happened so Uriel rolled really well on his initial her initial stealth roll uh, but then Uriel decided to try to sneak past one of the guard captains. The guard captain also rolled really well, and Uriel rolled poorly that second roll and was noticed. Now, Uriel was confronted by two guards. Uriel did not have any weapons out, 
and was asked rather politely to leave town. <laughs> let's 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 back up a little bit. Originally, I tried to de- deceive my way out of this situation by saying I was being abused by this guard captain and playing innocent. I don't remember this at all. I no, it was whenever he was all like, <laughs> whenever Uriel was all like, this one just called me a man. And like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. So you were, blaming the, you were blaming the DM's misspeaks because I'm currently looking at a man playing a woman. So, um... <laughs> failing on the deception check. So, um, you decided to do something that initiated a combat. I pulled a magical pole out that I bought from a two-headed giant. Giggity. So, <laughs> so in then, in Glim, you had purchased a magical a magical extending rod right. from <laughs> from Dan and Garen the Etten, which is a weapon. <laughs> but here's the thing: you decided to pull it out of your bag when confronted by two police officers, basically. Two guards asked you to leave town and you reached into a bag. So we initiated combat because they didn't know what you were reaching for. God! Bang! 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 So what they did was they murdered you and then dropped a sword on your body. They didn't know it. They had a burner sword. Yeah. Um, it had his finger, her fingerprints on it and everything. We get into some good stuff right here. So you, uh, you go to pull out your rod. Giggity. And <laughs> see, I told Eric. She yeah. has a rod. <laughs> it extended ten oh. feet. I feel that needs to be said. You did. It yes. could. Ex- you, did you do it? I did. I, I said the magical words. I think she wants them. And then it went. It did magical noises and extended. Your word. And um, so from there we initiated combat. Trake did spend a uh, like a round maybe putting up the. Stage. Fuck yeah. Karox kind of watched. And Uriel was basically in battle with two to three. Two guards at first. Two at first, but I think it grew to four guards. I don't think the second two. No, it was two guards. Because it was the first two, because it was big head guys. Oh, they got close, but Karox killed one of them, I want to say. There were were at least three. Yeah. Two of which were around Uriel, one that was upcoming to Uriel. Yeah. So let's talk about this battle. After time, everyone got involved. Trake put up the stage, and what did Trake do when he got up to Uriel and the two guards? Yeah, so I think getting between a bunch of the guards, I decided to use a amazing thing. Oh, uh, yeah, that's right. Thunderwave! I thunderwave the crowd. You're a... Um, Storm Goliath. Yes. So you have Thunderwave as a racial trait. Why do they have to be so racial? Because, because I created the because I created the, the, the Storm Goliath <laughs> that way. Um so he's talking. So you use Thunderwave. Yeah. And the really guards good. one of the guards succeeded, one of the guards failed. Yeah. Uriel failed. But I'm I'm failing also in, in real life as well. I couldn't Spend a key point because I forgot. I spent a key point to dodge and get away from it. You yes, you had I forgotten. I've forgotten that. So after you had taken everyone. after you had taken a substantial amount of damage, the last couple HP you had were taken by your teammate. Yeah. 
And he killed by a teammate. No, he was brought to zero by a teammate. <laughs> just, just, just wait. wait. Oh. <laughs> so he was brought worse. to zero by a teammate. And Salar, what happened when you got in range of the guards? Oh, I've been in range of the guards the whole time. They were just so uh, focused on Uriel to even notice me, especially with all of the people in the crowd dispersing. So they didn't take notice of me whatsoever. And honestly, once I actually joined combat, uh, quote unquote, and I say that because reasons, um, <laughs> the first thing that I actually did she, uh, was look at Uriel's dead body. Well, dying body. Dying body. And then taking any chance of her making any, you know, death saves away by attacking it. So well, you I thought it was like two rounds in and he failed two saves. I, I got a nat I think, one. So oh, yeah, 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 he got a nat one. So Uriel had one death save. It was a nat one, which counts as two failed saves. Mm -hmm. So Uriel's next death save was make or break for her. Yep. But instead, Salar, Salar Eldritch he, blasted exactly. Uriel's dead body, well, dying body, no. making then, it a dead body. Yes. And Uriel was gone forever. <laughs> yes. True. The rest of the group quickly dispatched mm -hmm. of... I would like to make a, a quick months. note. Yes, quick note. That his body was just kind of left in the alley. Yeah, yeah um, nobody um, to disregarded. To this day, it's Uriel's so body is decomposing <laughs> in an alleyway in Orenthal as they rebuild their town. Yeah, yeah. And I also want to note that Salar's reasoning behind this was seeing... Okay, first off, that Uriel didn't even get into the finals, like everyone else it was by default and then things progressed and then she started causing more and more trouble especially then with those guards it just became obvious to salar that the party was a lot better off without her so you saw salar as a detriment to the group uh, i saw uriel, uriel. uriel. Sorry, as a detriment uriel. <laughs> to the group and salar is the one that cleansed it <laughs> you are so, the weakest link goodbye so <laughs> yeah basically um the group quickly dispatched the guards and the town square cleared quickly and from there you made your way to the tavern yep. mm -hmm. and yeah. um, James why don't you tell me what Karox did in the tavern well you see Karox <coughs> ain't about to sleep on the streets because he's a noble so he, uh, he, he went to the tavern and the tavern keeper um was real hesitant at first to even serve us, but I did a deception check and deceived him into believing that the whole battle outside in the courtyard of the city or whatever, town square, town square, uh, was all just an act that was, uh, and we were all hired by the dude bro Bard guy. Aradorn. Aradorn. He's dead now, so... Well, he wasn't at that point, but he's dead now, yes. Yeah. Uh, spoilers! Yeah, spoilers, good job. God! We're gonna learn about this in the next five minutes anyways. But, uh... Yeah, I convinced the tavern keeper that we were all actors hired by Orndorn. Aradorn. You're the worst of names. Like, the first five episodes we taped that got lost, you were like, uh, King Dude Bro and Evil Dude Bro. Anyways, and <laughs> Orn dead. 
uh, hired us to, you know, put on a little show after his concert. And he believed me. Really well. <laughs> so, you guys spent the night in the tavern. Era dead. <laughs> At least you're close. <laughs> you guys spent the night in the tavern, and when you awoke, you went downstairs, and you met with... A new drug. Me! <laughs> Mohu! Played by Eric. <laughs> so we met Eric's character, Mohu. Mohu is a pandakin, drunken monk. By this time, you had all taken level three. Except for me. And well, no, you me. are a combined <laughs> level yeah, three. Yeah, combined level You are a level three. one fighter, level two warlock. I'm just not... You're well, level Uriel, three. You hey, Uriel. Uriel doesn't take a level three. Uriel's dead. dead. Gone. Dead Forever. ass. Dicks. Dicks. <laughs> a big old bag of dicks. <sighs> so you guys met with the... The alcohol-brewing, drunken panda monk. God, make me sound like a real positive role model for the children. Hooray. The children <laughs> listening to this. I hope there are children listening to this, because fuck them. What's up, you cool babies? Um, so, from there, you went to... Somehow, you convinced this good-natured panda to break into the castle and of the Bard King and usurp the king of this... Great crumbled city. Right. It wasn't very hard. He was drunk. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, take, I take offense to that. Yeah, well, yeah, 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 it was. So you. Yeah, that's true. How did we get in, though? Oh. Somebody. <laughs> I think somebody named Trake had a giant. Uh, what was that at the time? Mobile. It was. Drake using his trusty portable ram as the only way to knock on a door. Hooray! <laughs> After he got that, that's we, all the we, way he opened I the door. love that about him. He's like, hey, we need to knock on this door. I've got it. Can we back Boom! <laughs> he used that battering ram to open up a hay door. What? Like, two sessions back before this. A what door? The hay door. The Remember door when we that was that like... The, the, the one that a bar. The it was made of hay. It was made of thatch. Oh, it was a straw. Yeah. It was a straw door. It wasn't yeah. an the There's a difference. The one that the demon possessed Oh, yeah, we totally skipped yeah. that part, but whatever. Well, yeah. Trake likes to use his battering ram <laughs> as the only means of knocking on and or opening doors. Let my love open a door. Uh, and sometimes it works, and sometimes it doesn't. <laughs> sometimes it works, and sometimes it eventually works. <laughs> <laughs> So you guys get in and you go basically you search around the ground floor and yep. you find a basement. That what was in that basement? Uh, a bunch of cells that held a bunch. Like of the mitochondria, the the mitochondria. <laughs> I was about to say that holds a bunch of prisoners. So who was in the prison cells? Nvidia. So what's your name? Okay, Megan is talking. <laughs> Megan is talking very low because she doesn't like being put on the spot. Megan plays Nvidia, the Tiefling Eldritch Knight. And who else was in that cell? 
Uh, Squall, a Tabaxi Samurai. <laughs> Round two. Anthony, Round two. Anthony's <laughs> new character, Squall, the Tabaxi Samurai. There are also random other people in the cells, one of which was an Air Genasi bard, and then uh, two humans. Um, was there anything special about them? The bard was a about throwback. About the humans. Oh, no, there was no nothing. No one cares about your first character. <laughs> he wasn't my first character, he was my favorite character. There's a difference. Was he your favorite character? I mean, honestly, the way, yeah. He's, he was very fun. Bards are fun. So, um... I'll kill him one day. Yeah, he dimension-doored out of there when you let him free. He's gone. Um, never to be seen again! Until um, Matt's next campaign. No, until later in this one. Oh! I'm joking. Uh, no, so you guys fought two guards while... Squall and NVIDIA were in their cells. Wow. Yes, but NVIDIA did do a good job at helping out. NVIDIA, you used Firebolt, right? Yep. While I was in the cell. I'm totally a fighter. No ranged attacks. N nothing. She's, she a, she's a fighter, too. But so you know, am I. She was an Eldritch Knight. I'm a samurai with no ranged attacks whatsoever. I thought you have shuriken. I, not no, in this, not, not in this yet. cell. No. Not this <laughs> cell. <laughs> hey, look, a random shuriken. Nah. <laughs> I could have picked up a pebble. And yeah, come on. You could have been like Toph. Just One bludgeoning damage. Throw <laughs> your shit. You know it's in a bucket. <laughs> oh, that could have been poison damage. There we go. Um, there's, a, there's a corner somewhere, you shit. Um, so There's a kitty litter box. <laughs> As an aside, there is also a um, picture of this entire group drawn by a uh, Twitter user named Tartan Kiwi. Thank you, Tartan Kiwi. Yeah, yeah. Super hot, Tartan Kiwi. Thank you. It's also the um, so picture so we're currently hard. using for our um, podcast logo. And when people die, we'll iTunes. put a red X over their face. That, you know, we haven't yet, but we are going to. <laughs> it's like the walking dead. Because no one's died yet that's on that. Yeah. Hopefully. So I'd like to know who is immortal. <laughs> I'm reincarnated, so, okay? Thank you. No, not yet. Not yet. Soon. One day. One day. Soon you'll be reincarnated, but we'll get there. So you guys dispatched of the guards quickly enough, and you opened NVIDIA cell first. Oh yeah. Yay. She deserved it. And she then, helped. you opened my the bard cell. Yeah, he was interesting. Seller's the one that opened up pretty much all the cells. And then you opened the other cells that contained the humans. Yes. And then you argued with the tabaxi through a, through a cell door. He was being door. ungrateful and impatient, and Salar does not appreciate that. Well, you'll come to learn that he is ungrateful and impatient on a regular basis. Yep, that she did indeed I mean, learn. <laughs> Karas can say he's stuck in a cell for a long time, and you'd be impatient to get out, too. But um, I had my reasons. Don't want we to also that. need to <laughs> note that on your travels in between cities... Karox basically refused to take watch. Oh, yeah. yeah like every single time. Karox does not take watch. In Karox's day, sleeps. he still refuses to take watch. <laughs> still. So you guys... It's okay, though, because <coughs> I've got dude bros to take watch for me, so... Now? Yeah. <laughs> now you got dude bros. So you guys went upstairs after freeing everyone, getting your uh, new party members stuff back from the uh, locker mm -hmm. under the table that the guards were sitting at. 
Yes. Everyone fully armored and armed, ready to go, went upstairs where you went and met with Aradorn, the Bard right. King, the halfling. He had his leggy in the air real high. He did have his leggy in the air. He was really relaxed. Real high. Yeah. Whatever. It was like behind means. his head kind of high. <laughs> and what he did was he had um he had some subordinates that started the that started the fight. They whooped our ass. Who went down first? The little three drunken monk. I was done drinking. The alcohol was consumed. I felt a little woozy, and I passed out. What do you want from me? Nobody drew on my face. I left my shoes on. It was fine. What does it even mean? I don't know. So, does monk um, even have shoes? We'll talk about the, it later. The, he has sandals. Oh, uh, I assume. Like samurai shampoo or uh, Afro uh-huh. samurai sandals, the like ones with the two You're combining like three different animes. Oh you're, you're like hurting my brain. I went like samurai shoes. Afro samurai. Afro samurai is the. Afro Jack. Oh yeah. Afro samurai Jack, Jack is another. I didn't say samurai Jack. Oh yeah. You, you said like samurai Afro Jack. Has the same Jack. Yeah. And okay. that's where I We're said. We're getting off topic. <laughs> to be fair, he's a barrican who likes nature. He's barefoot. Get it, barefoot! Okay. (laughs) Moving on. (laughs) So from there, um, you guys started fighting, and there was a frighten, like a spell with the frightening effect (laughs) on it that caused a few of you to just run away. Oh yeah, that was me. I ran around that corner real quick. (laughs) He played some heavy metal on his loot, and you all, well, let's see. Sal ran away. Carox uh, ran away. Uriel did not run away. I, no, I did, and then I saved. Uriel ran away for a round. Squall? Squall. Squall. Oh, my God. Oh my I'm going to be calling you Uriel for the next three episodes. Right. It's going to bring back right. all those fresh wounds. And, 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 and this is the same thing that happened during this episode, too, because it was like, oh, I constantly you know, called me Uriel. I didn't want this, you to die. You were so useful. Not really. Yeah, no, <laughs> you're a samurai. You're so useful in starting combats. Yes. It's, it's okay, though. I mean, because that would have been like it would have been like weird having two monks. Like Dude, we were both drunken monks. No, as well. Yeah, it happened. It's okay. There can only be one Highlander. Yeah. Um. So after the frightened effect wore off on Squall, Squall joined back in the battle. Trake was up in there punching, doing his Goliath punching man thing. Um, eventually you wore down... Yep, I got tired. No, I meant you wore down Eridorn. Oh yeah, I fucked him up. <laughs> yeah, I got tired. <laughs> Wait, no I didn't, I fucked him up. <laughs> um, uh, you guys beat Eridorn, mm-hmm. and what happened after he fell? His spell dispersed, and everyone was... Everyone realized they lived in a shithole. That's what happened. <laughs> really yeah. shitty and then immediately following that, you want to know what happened? I uh, turned his ass into a distillery. That. <laughs> well, you forgot we to didn't dis- explain. You didn't that. explain that he's not a halfling. He's oh, so shit. He, he's a warforge. <laughs> so <laughs> after they brought him down, his um, glamour basically faded. And he turned out to be a warforged bard. You got 15 minutes of fame, bitch. Um, 
lit through the night. Um, I turned his ass into a distillery. Yes, he, <laughs> yeah. he turned the magical metal and wooden creature into a mobile distillery. Oh, this is fun. Pretty fucking awesome. Isn't it great reliving this? Right. We seem we haven't played in like a month. It was Did we like remember totally that moment though? Right it was kind of like Ultron. Where um, yeah, Squall's like basically first move after that was to go and try to attack an uncharmed dude who was actually on our side. Yes, you guys felled the bard before you felled the guard captain. Mm -hmm. And the guard captain and everyone else in the city who were charmed, were broken free of their charm. And after Salar decided she was going to try and kill this guard captain who was no longer a bad guy... I wasn't no, going to no, kill him. Small. It was, oh, it was I, Salar went to go help him up and that. speak to him because she knew the entire time that everyone was charmed. <laughs> so Squall decided to try to interrogate. Because so, Squall's really good at that. Oh, yeah, really. he's the best at that. In, in backstory reasons, this man was an asshole, okay? Well, I mean, was he, was a, he was charmed. Yeah, then I soon came to realize that. So, <laughs> you guys brought the guard captain outside, you helped him up, and you let's, guys, what happened? Let, let's be fair, I did make amends with it by giving him a health potion. Yes. So you, know, you gave him a health potion. <laughs> I, like, I helped him clean up the city and check on people a bit. Yep. Um, I think I went to sleep. Oh yeah. Uriel buried a squall. squall buried the remains of his fallen ex-party members. Note um, that these parts were like rotting in the same like well, cage he, that he was in. Yeah, I mean they were dead yeah, and in the same he was cage in there for as him. Yes, I was. If only he could cast gentle repose. <laughs> I can. <laughs> the necromancer can cast gentle repose. Well, okay. Also, it's um, a necromancy spell. Yeah, it is a necromancy spell. I thought it like made like spare the dying. Like, it's all oh. like anything with life, basically. Oh, like, gentle stopping. Oh, I know it. I remember yeah, gentle repose stops bodies from decaying for like ten days or some shit. Mm -hmm. And you can just cast yeah. it again. Read your player's handbook. I'm sorry, I don't play a caster. Know your character. <laughs> that's not your character. <laughs> know your party members and what they can do. Wait, you know what's possible. God. <laughs> Anything is possible. It's a game. Hooray. You know it's half the battle. Go, Joe. The more you know. <laughs> well, we did every variation. Kiss sucks. <laughs> and derail. So, <laughs> you guys spent the night in the inn. You woke up, you go downstairs, decide where to go next. What happened? I think we went to Rose yep. Place. No, no. Before that, you were deciding we were, where to go. Uh, uh, we, we got our we asses were, like, kicked. What happened was the wolf <laughs> showed up. Yeah. The wolf showed up, burst through these like broken down town gates. And freaking Squall, Squall immediately starts flipping his shit. And then everyone else is like, calm yourself. We need a fight. We don't need a panic. No. I'm so know. glad I was passed out in the bar for all of this. Yeah. Oh, shit, right? Yeah. So you guys started in a battle against who you later 
came to know as the wolf. Yep. And his pack, mm-hmm. which were some orcs. They had the the, the crescent moon. They did have logo. the the. But some one of them had a half moon logo. Yes. But that was after like we figured that out. And the yeah. wolf you fought his name. Well, he, he was a um. He, he was too a was a forged. Who was modeled to look like a wolf. Hence the name. Mm-hmm. Um, midway through the fight, um, we were getting our ass joined in, in, correct? Or were you passed out the whole fight? I think I was passed out the, the whole, whole fight. We were getting our asses kicked. <clears throat> yeah. And then the the shithole town guard came. <laughs> yeah, they found us. Is Orenthal in my world translates in Elvish to shithole, so it's fun. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, I speak Elvish. <laughs> I, 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 I thought you were making fun of my town this whole time, but actually you're just speaking a different language. It's fine. <laughs> but no, uh, <laughs> the the town guard came and like the wolf, contradictory to his name, transformed into like an eagle. And, and flew, flew away, away like a yes. bitch. He wild shaped and <laughs> flew away. You guys then decided to chase down the remaining pack members. Yeah. Kill yep. like all but one yep. and bring the one back to the dungeon of the yep. castle in which you just killed the Salar party. Salar literally just like tackled him and snake yeah. constricted him with her humanoid body. And the best <laughs> part about that is we got to see you try to, to I started off so strong, okay? You I, started I off trying to cut off somebody's ear, no, I, I and then not even being able to cut off. I pressed my claw into his face, and then dragged him down, and then tried to rip his fucking ear off after he took me but not seriously. Failed which, and I failed to rip Which, by the way, people at home, if you didn't know, it takes about five pounds of pressure to rip an ear off. <laughs> and you rolled poorly. It's fine. Which... Is nothing. <laughs> I, I didn't. I, I didn't punch him. And then um. Walked away. But then we had some success. <laughs> no, we had you sent. We sent you away to go get Karox because Nvidia and I. Trake walked out because he was just <laughs> like, yeah. he was he, That was pretty miserable. You you were doing better by persuading this man than I was intimidating. Yeah, like, I pulled over. I pulled well, over. Well, okay. Nvidia. To be fair, you promised that you would not kill him. Yeah. After this was done. Uh-huh. Specifically you. And mm-hmm. he was like, okay, I guess that means they all won't kill me. <laughs> yeah. And he started to give you some information. He told you that the wolf primarily works for... He was giving us a bunch of useless information. Okay, hold on. You've, I know you all have notes. I was the pack led by the wolf. Who was then led by somebody above Because, I mean, if anyone else... Remembers the situation. That's all that I have. What? The yeah. pack led by the wolf. Yeah. They yeah. don't really have any. I like, kept asking him yeah. questions and he kept giving me the same runaround answers. So I asked him something and he went to start saying something and I stabbed him in the fucking face with my knife. <laughs> <laughs> and the best part is the next part wasn't going to be a runaround. He was going to give you straight information. Well, but you maybe... stabbed him in the face with your knife. <laughs> It's so maybe he should have thought about that before he died. Well, he had a promise that he wasn't going to be killed by <laughs> Not me. Not by me. I know. I wasn't even there. <laughs> You're so, um, 
pretty sure after the fight, I went basically, to the tavern. Basically, you learn that the wolf runs a um, large group known as the pack. Yep. And um, later, I want to say, af- like right after that, you guys figured out that, that one of them had a half moon logo mm-hmm. and that the moon phases were their ranks. Yes. Yeah, we find it off a home guy. It depends on the type of armor they're wearing. If it's leather, it's imprinted. Right, if, if it's, it's male or chain or something. Yeah, if it's like a male, then they wear a necklace have, or a cloak. I have a necklace brooch. with a half moon necklace. Yes. Yeah. And one of us also it. has like a strip of like armor too. Yeah. yeah, a strip of leather armor. Yeah, someone cut out the press. I'm pretty sure that was you. Carox as well. Carox is collecting <laughs> like ranks. <laughs> you never know when you have to pull rank. Yeah, <laughs> literally. He's an intelligent person. Okay, he knows. Stolen Valor. So at this point, you all had come to the decision that you were going to go to Rose Hall. Mm -hmm. Rose Hall is the garden city of Kars. Um, You spent the next two and a half days traveling. um, And you arrived at this city that is bright and there's every type of plant and other plants you've never seen before and flowers you've never seen before and it's a bright floral town um there were no snakes there no there weren't any snakes outside yeah Sarah keeps trying to find a snake so <laughs> i want to make snake charm friends. person because Yuntai's can use it It's infinitely animal friendship and it's with snakes. snakes. <laughs> yeah. It's oh. a very it's a very specific feature of the Yuntai race. Yeah, we can If only... you see a snake, you could be friends with it. <laughs> but it doesn't work on anything else. Just snakes. Um you entered so and you saw snake. the Twisting Vine, which was the town uh, tavern and inn. Yep. Yeah. You saw the House of the Order of the Knights of the Rose. Mm-hmm. And uh, lining the streets were um, like food vendors. <laughs> that Those are some fun, fun <laughs> things right there. You all, especially Trake, tried out all the foods. <laughs> and I would like to point out that I um, filled this town with <clears throat> food and drink from the remarkable... Um, from the book, The Remarkable Inns and Their Food, I think that's what it's called. I'm pulling it up right now so I can get it right. But it's, um, it's a book that's just been published called Remarkable Inns and Their Drinks by Lore Smith. I did it on the last one. Yeah, it's fine. We're getting paid to have to No, we're not getting no, paid. Getting, well, why are we advertising this Because I love this book and it's great. <laughs> And we're friends on Twitter. I, I said they, yeah. uh, they talk about us. We talk I really about us. Yeah. It's fine. You scratch my back. Just but, um, so Trake discovered. Trake discovered moon buns. Carox discovered grilled owlbear steaks. Fuck yeah, I got yoked this shit off of that. So he was Carox, average in strength. Carox has a an eight strength. I went strength. from an eight strength to a ten for an hour. Yeah, eating the grilled owl owl bear steak gives you a plus two to your strength for one d four hours. Yeah, and he rolled a one, so he was extremely average. Uh, Salar discovered this bubbly bubbly. It's a pink bubbly drink that increases your charisma. It 
Uh, it gives you advantage on all charisma checks and um, what was it? Some sort of saving throw. I have it written down. Hold on. It's back here. I can't read my. It's okay. Wasn't it like perception? That no, uh, no, no. We learned that Mohu's brew that he made in his. Um, amputated limb distillery. Can I talk about no. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. So it's not amputated limbs. It's mostly the head and torso. Okay. <laughs> oh well, you have to amputate the limbs. Wait. No, the limbs are okay. the pipes. Okay. Does the beer? <laughs> or does the brew come out of the mouth or the ass? <laughs> oh, the dick hole. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's that's the lever though. Yeah. 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 So yeah. it comes you out the lever too. You, you gotta pull, pull that lever on the lever. down on the dick, and the, <laughs> the brew comes out the asshole. Yeah. yeah. Yes. <laughs> At any rate, so uh, the reason the reason that I made this distillery out of the Warforge is because I figured that there had to have been some magic that was still resonating in it. Turns out, I was right. Yes. Um. What is that? Advantage on You get perception. advantage on smell checks. Perception smell checks. Basically, keen smell. And it's a white, frothy drink. Go figure. <laughs> <laughs> you were told... Because you got to pull on his dick to get it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad we're fleshing this out now. <laughs> you were told to look for the botanist. King Mora... Yeah. Told you that Rose Hall was run by the botanist. Yeah. So you saw a giant greenhouse and said, oh, that's where we should go. Yep. It seemed pretty obvious that the well, botanist would be. The rest in the of the party went. <laughs> he decided. I figured it was late in the day. <clears throat> he didn't want to be bothered. Karox hung back. Everyone else went to see the botanist. The botanist was not there, and instead they were met with two guards in red armor with golden accents and a golden rose yeah. in the middle. Uh, they were told. They were told that um, I'm being distracted by all the faces looking at. Megan has now decided to eat Cheetos. <laughs> Cheetos with whipped cream. No, it's sour cream. Oh. Oh my god, I'm so relieved. Holy crap. <laughs> no, it's not flaming hot Cheetos and whipped cream. Okay, we're moving on. I mean, I would try oh, no. it though. We, uh, you guys were told that the, the botanist would be back tomorrow. <laughs> she tried to force her way in. I did not try to force my way in. I stepped up and was going to try to reason with them and tell them that we were there on urgent business, and then you got in my way. But Forceful had her put her hands, being the most reasonable person he could be at that moment. Which he never is. But I say, which is rare. And it's <laughs> rare. This was the only occurrence where Squall was ever reasonable, which Let's is why Salar listened. So you did relay. You did relay that you were there on urgent business from the King of Glim. Yeah. And you were told to come back in the morning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you guys got some more food, <clears throat> moon buns. Squall uh, right. got shurikens at this point. <laughs> oh, and I went to go talk to the. Uh, Gilded. The nice. Knights of the Golden. Knights of the, yeah, Knights, Knights of the, of the Rose. Yeah, Knights, Knights of the, the Rose. Rose. So you walked across the street and I rolled. Oh shit, a, yeah. I rolled a <laughs> D100 to see how much gold you were going to get from playing your instrument 
as a non-bard while walking across the street. As a non-bard, prepare to be impressed. I made over 170 gold just walking across a fucking street playing three chords. I I want to point out that there's no physical way for you to have made 170 with me rolling a d100, but you were really close to that. He did make over 100 gold. He He did. did. Yeah, because he walked across the street twice. Oh, shit. Double back. So it is possible. On a round trip. Yes. No. At any rate, it was awesome. You're all impressed. <laughs> you met with the... Don't tell me what I am and what I'm not. <laughs> you met with the marshal. Yes, a uh, little dwarf. I talked to him for a while, gave him some of my brew. Um, I found a book and a statue of Ron the Valiant. Um, Ronald, but yes. I know uh-huh. you... <laughs> Ron! Ronald. My name is Ron. It's not... I am a knight. You need to go Ronald. It's... And it Ronald is his full name. And He'd it would like you to use it. it I'm works sorry. So Ronald the Valiant, furthermore known as the Valiant. <laughs> Ron. Uh, and I, I read up on his history and stuff Call like that. Uh, he defeated a gnome that they went to war with. We he had a common upbringing. Uh, he, he was an all around. Uh, Good stand-up guy, and apparently he signed the treaty with the king that was a thousand year. Um, whenever you need us, we'll come running and help. So with that, I was able to talk to the current leader. The thousand year treaty still stood, so they came to aid. Quick conversation, quick sell a beer, and I'm on my way making more money playing guitar. <laughs> so the next morning came, and by this time you guys were level four. Um, Salar went level one fighter, level three mm-hmm. warlock. Mm-hmm. Everyone else stayed their very drunken master. Their way, <laughs> drunken <laughs> master for Mohu, samurai for Squall. Trake is still a pugilist. <laughs> Karox is still a necromancer, and Nvidia is still an eldritch knight who was staring at me. Um. <laughs> From there, you went to meet the botanist. Tell me what happened when you went to meet the botanist, someone. Kitty couldn't control himself. No, no, no. Before you went downstairs. Oh, Kitty couldn't control himself. (laughs) I'm sensing a pattern. We were asked to do a job. He needed to get rid of something that he created in his basement. Which Uh, he neglected to tell us. We're getting there, Kitty. <laughs> oh, Anthony, we're opening old wounds. Uriel dying is fine, but this, this is still fresh. Yeah. So at any rate, uh, he was unwilling to offer us aid until we cleaned out his lab of all of the god awful abominations that he created. I mean, he didn't say it that many words. Like, can you clean up my this? basement? Yeah, can you clean up my mess, please? Offense to this. You'll you'll see why Squalt, not Squall, Salar takes offense to this in a second. So we go down there, and Salar finds. I find a yuntai. She finds a yuntai abomination. It was the lower yeah. half snake, upper half man Person. parts. He had a piece of rusted metal that he was using as a sword. Um, what damage is that? I, I rolled a d6. <laughs> like, it, it was basically a rusty piece of metal, and I just. It's a scimitar. 
first. It was a curved piece. Of metal. It was I mean, bad. I was using scimitar, but short sword and scimitar did the same damage. Yeah. Yeah. But what all the spiders? I flavored yeah, what right. it said it's in the whatever. book. A Yuntai abomination. Right, what happened when it almost died? It I turned to a giant snake. Yes, it did. <laughs> and kind then of we morph. killed it. And then Trake. <laughs> so so wait 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 wait. Let's start. Let's let's rewind a bit. You guys bring this um, Yuntai abomination down to a certain amount of life, and he morphs into a giant snake. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We kill he it. He dies. Salar finds a book. Yes. Well, two books. Yes. And I found a Charlie book. That was in the next room. Oh, next room. Sorry. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Trake, what did you do with the giant snake? That was a rhyme. Well, I decided to put my fist through the back of his uh, skull and walk around like a puppet. <laughs> Giant snake <laughs> head. Oh, and God. It's like well, it's kind of like you know it's kind of like the big head mode and um you know those there. NBA games like but it was on my fist it's a giant <laughs> snake head and I was punching shit with it it was beautiful <laughs> it was beautiful wasn't there there was a giant spider in that room as well yeah yes. that's yeah. that. But, you know, it wasn't really... Kind of relevant because yeah. of the next part, but not really. Okay. Yeah. So, you found a book, Salar. Tell me what the book that you read was. So... Because there were two books, one she did not read. Yeah. She neglected three. Were there two books? There were. There was an instruction manual for the machine in that room that oh, yeah. you did not read. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. And you yeah, guys yeah. skipped over. <coughs> um, that's because we, we got it. Huh? We didn't need it. There were exploding cat seeds. Yes. Um, yes, you could have had exploding cat seeds. I thought, right? No, I wish, but these people like to just blaze through stuff. Um, so anyway, what I read in the journal that I actually did read was apparently it was a manual that had instructions on how to create Yintai. In the and history the of history how the of, race was created. Yeah, how the race was created so in this world. In in my world, Yuntai are creations of science and magic. They were like DNA spliced humans with snakes, and if you don't do it right, you get the abominations, like the snake head human body mm-hmm. and full snake human arms <laughs> and the one you fought, which is half <coughs> Snake half man. That, that halfway point. But if you do it right, you get Salar, which yeah. is the most human looking of them all. Um, you guys then went into the next room across the hall, which was a room full of boxes. Found some magical items and whatnot. I found a journal that you could write magic questions in, and then you get an, a response. Yes. And what did Mohu find in the box? I found a jar of ladybugs! He found two things. <laughs> he found a jar of ladybugs. And it was a bow. It was useless to me. <laughs> yes, and a a bow that you later found out is... Um, can also turn into a sword, can, but again, still useless to Yes, as a bonus action, this black... Another thing Salar sold for This black cheap. longbow, as a bonus action, could turn into a, a long sword, but it was also sold. Um, from there, you saw a giant metal wall. And on that wall were three buttons. 
a uh, human silhouette, a spider silhouette, and like a double helix DNA strand. On your very first try, without consulting anything else in the entire dungeon, <laughs> you got the button combination right. Metagame, metagame, metagame. No, we did we read, the, we read the strategy guide, okay? The kings of the metagame. <laughs> and queens. We just pressed the button. And the <laughs> yeah, you really did just press the free button. There's three buttons. There's not that many combinations. I know. But I had, I had... Left, right, middle? Left, middle, right? <laughs> Right, left, middle. Or you could go middle, one, left, one, one. Right. one, one, two. You also could have pressed them multiple times, which you didn't. I should have made it harder. I should have made you have to press six, six times. Yeah. And it's all the first one. One, 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 one. <laughs> um, but you opened that door. What did you find behind that wall? I'm sorry. What? A drider. A drider. The half human, half spider. It was drow. Because yeah. I cut off. Yeah, it's drow. actually drow. Which is what a drider is. Yeah. Yeah. No. They're typically made from drow. Sorry, I said I said, yeah, said you. I said you. It was Max Carson. Yeah. No, you're monster guy. Yeah. I'm sorry. You guys kill everything <laughs> I make. Terrible, damn it! Like, I have to learn new things every game. You guys kill Coming everything. The guy that knows nothing. Who <laughs> never looks at his character sheet ever? Ever. <laughs> I don't have one. No, no I'm, I'm <laughs> talking about me. Oh, no, it's okay. <laughs> like, so... Doesn't know anything. Nothing. So, um, before you open the door, Trake, what did you try to do? How did you try to open that door? <laughs> oh, yeah. So, oh, I God, tried yeah. to uh, punch the circle buttons with the snake fist. Okay. So, you brought the snake fist into... Didn't you? No, you. No, I had to go back and you, get it. Okay, so let's recap the Drider fight. <laughs> okay. Um, Mohu spent a couple rounds because Trake wanted his giant snake. And Trake and I are homies, so <laughs> I'm gonna get him his snake. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you went back to one of the rooms to grab the giant snake while the rest of your party. Um, <laughs> Well, as, as a monk, I have an extra, like, ten feet of movement speed, so I was probably one of the faster characters, too. But the rest of your party, minus NVIDIA, who had decided to spend the day at the the Twisting Vine... Working out all day. Working out all Getting day. Getting gains. Gains, bro. Schwetting. <laughs> um, Betty balls. So, you guys eventually beat the Drider. Mm -hmm. Did anyone go down? I was paralyzed. Okay, yes. <laughs> yes. I think the monk went down again, too, because monks always drop. So. Yeah, you did. And you were out of combat for two rounds to help me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, with the snake. You went down basically. Yeah, so, so note to you guys who play D&D, if you're going to be a monk... For God's sake, level up as quickly as possible because it's the only <laughs> way you're going to survive. Yeah, yeah. Kill everything and take all the XP. <laughs> wait, wait till your your uh, your Just group gets like to like level like six or seven or eight or something like that. Then kill off your character and then make a monk. Don't do it at level one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Learn from our mistakes. Or or <laughs> multi class in something that you can use armor. Especially if you're playing a campaign like I don't know Curse of Strahd. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. If you're playing Curse of Strahd, definitely. Hey, well, your monk hey, was good. My monk went down every session. Yeah, yeah but we yeah. never died. Wait, I'm sorry. We're getting off topic, but your monk had 400 feet of movement. 
Yeah. Tabaxi mug, yeah. <laughs> Don't worry, you guys will hear about all this later. Later, sometime. <laughs> so. Alvin! Freaking dopey. Africa, fuck you! Taco, Taco will live on forever in our hearts. Taco! Yeah. So, from there, um, you went up to confront the botanist and tell him that his job was complete. What happened? Kitty lost his shit. <laughs> I threw a freaking ear and then a driver leg. I just, I just on his floor and I walked off. Like, no, 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 no. Let's not downplay the fact that you no. got extremely upset. Yeah. I got extremely no. upset at this point. Like, you were basically ready to fight the botanist. Right. He got triggered. <laughs> okay, so so to point out, we ended the session with the uh, that specific session with the group uh, with Anthony's squall like in the face of the botanist and I spent the next week statting out the botanist for this fight <laughs> which because I was a hundred percent certain that even if the rest of the group just said fuck it and left they were gonna leave squall there to fight <laughs> the botanist so Drake was gonna leave um Salar wasn't gonna help yeah who was gonna watch <laughs> You, your team members love me so much. They feel the love me. Well, actually, actually, to be fair, Mohu, being the diplomat that he is, would have tried to diplomat himself out, but when he failed the two attacks to knock both of them prone, he would have stepped back and went, all right, fuck it. I mean, Mohu's also the, the kind of guy that would try to talk down to, like, mindless creatures. Be like, come on, bros, we don't have to fight. And they're just like, brains, brains. No, come on, it's okay. <laughs> okay, I've only done that once, and I've only spoken to a plant twice, okay? Yeah, so. okay, Dude, so we're going to skip over... That was a really the, intelligent conversation. We're going to skip play. over the plant, because I don't remember the voice or his name. Hey! That was so sad. That was, it was like a really cool voice. At any rate, recap for you guys. Panda bear can have the ability to commune with nature and plants and actually talk to them. I had a conversation with a plant to get ingredients for brewing, and it was entertaining to say the least too bad you miss out because we suck at audio it's okay it's okay we're recording on one computer instead of three now so it's fine we fixed it mm-hmm. and hopefully this sounds okay or i'll die um didn't the botanist like tell us the uh properties of the enchanted items yes you yeah. found you both you all found uh items and he told you the properties of your items which i think we'll get into at a later date whenever we Get yeah. back to using those items. That's how we use them. Yeah. Um, you were then uh, given a letter from the marshal of the uh, Knights of the Rose that said you were needed ASAP back in Glim. Yes. Signed, God King Mora. So you spent the night, gathered supplies, i.e., moon buns. Yeah. Didn't I, didn't I yeah. get like, fooled by a gnome? Oh, yes. Anthony. Okay, so this is actually important. Squall found some boots. Squall put on some boots. <laughs> Squall's boots in those boots. <laughs> Squall's boots were attunement by crit fail or crit success. Only. Squall crit failed in those boots. And those boots have specific properties. They give him an additional bit of movement speed. They, um... Make him take three levels in Paladin. They um, are permanently soul bound to you, and every time you die, they will appear 
on your next character Somewhere. that I get to create. After after some gentle yeah, back and forth between me and, and Matt. Oh no, it's not going to be as gentle as he thinks it is. No, no, no. <laughs> we, we did talk about the properties of his boots and come to a conclusion. Because originally it was like no, no revives at all. Yeah, originally, like well, it, it upped his death saves from one to nine as a fail. Oh, God. To, no, that's what a fail is. One to nine is a fail. Yeah. And ten it, and above is a success. It made his character a meat grinder. And right. it, it went from yeah, one yeah, to nine right. to one to fifteen. That's right. As they were written. But we dropped it to one to twelve. Yes. No, it was one, so to 11, one to eleven, 11 and 12, twelve and above. So it's not so much a meat grinder anymore <coughs> as a mud grinder. And I can be revived still. And he can still be revived because yes, if he had gone down to zero, the old boots, the way they were written, I mean, he would have if I died outright, is what it was. If I no, failed, nobody had revived spells anyways. Well, <laughs> you can pour potions in people's throats. And Which, I mean, I'm pretty sure the thing that would end up happening is we would have life sucker over here. Yeah. Put false life into them. Well, you also remember when Uriel had gone down prior to all this, Trake just picked her up and put him on, put her on his shoulders while he, Anthony is still having to make dead saves. Yeah. I failed twice. <laughs> we didn't do it about this process. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, so we're, you guys spent the night. You guys spent the night. Anthony's got some new boots. You've all got some new items. <laughs> You met back up with NVIDIA, who had finally finished her 24-hour work uh, workout marathon, streamed only on Twitch. Went <laughs> um, tour. From there, you headed back to Glim. You arrived in Glim and noticed it was under... There were a lot of new buildings. <laughs> it's like it's like the Tybos the Tybo workout. That's Randy Couture. Okay, that's what, that's what I thought. So you guys arrived like back in Glim and noticed that it was um, there were a lot of new construction. There was a magical message delivery service, basically wizards that are working at the post office. Um, there was a new magic shop. That's enough <laughs> of that sneezing. I was just <laughs> recapping about how I entered into Rose Hall. Okay. Oh, yeah, sneezing. Yeah. Stop. Oh, we forgot to mention, James got a sneeze wand. It's fun. So, you you noticed a bunch of new buildings in Glim. You went to talk to the king, and he informed wait, you wait, what? Wait, wait, I don't know. I wasn't there. Oh, yeah. That was the point of me asking you. You know why I wasn't there? Because it was late at night again, and I knew the king was going to bed. And I wouldn't want to be disturbed, and from me sitting here as a player listening to the conversation that happened, he didn't seem like he wanted to be disturbed okay, late at night. So too. I also want Look, to, like, he was pop in real quick. I want to pop in real quick and just say... That this is 100% not because Karox has any respect for authority, but more so he's using that as an excuse because he just wants to go and sleep and doesn't feel like waiting up any longer. <laughs> so you, you yeah. all, you all, sans Karox, yeah. went to visit with the king. You showed your letter. Notice that there seems to be enhanced guard roaming the streets. Oh, right. yeah. Um, they also noticed... That the king had slipper bunnies on. So, not bunny slippers. So, slipper bunnies. So, they asked. up their ass. They asked if the king was wearing bunny slippers, and I said, yes, he's wearing bunny slippers. But they were slippers that are bunnies. And it. 
it went on for a while, and uh, technically it's canon now that the king slips bunnies on his feet ass first. <laughs> living still as they squeak in horror. <laughs> I don't think they're living much longer, though. It's a new way to squish guts, I guess. <laughs> you don't know what kind of magic bunnies they got? Maybe it's like a bag of holding in that ass. Oh, man. Oh. He, uses, he uses, like, Revivify every time he takes them off. Like, he's in a cage. Okay, wait, wait, okay, so he, um, every night... so much trouble with Peter. Oh god, those are midget, those imaginary oh, magical bunnies. The fucking oh, guy no. from Hunger Games. Peter, we've gone so off track. Another good question. Put a butt plug in the bunnies to keep them like. It's no, it's it's a bag of holding in there. It's it a bag of holding. So um, two it's an ass of holding. It's an ass of holding feet. Foot. For feet. Yeah. So the king came out and he wasn't in his normal clothes. He was in common, well, fine clothes with bunny fine asses. Pajamas. With bunnies on his feet. And, I mean, it could have been worse. I could have just said he straps them to the bottom of his feet and walks out. <laughs> that would have been worse. Really worse. I think that's worse. Yes. I mean, I'll, one, you're ripping the sides apart. The this other one. This is the most they're gonna hear of Megan is just her crying sounding <laughs> laugh in the background. <laughs> and then Grace is still laugh. She's uh, fucking dying, man. She's fucking dying. This is gonna be the loudest part of the podcast. Um so you guys learned what? What did you learn from the king? Oh, that the disintegration ray that killed the initial dude that had actually won the tournament. The fake champion. Yeah, the fake champion. It didn't deserve it. That guy, the that that no disintegration that disintegration ray actually, <laughs> surprise surprise, came from the floating arcanium. Yes, the floating arcanium currently over the city of Niflenhelm had um the king's court mages and some mages from the Arcanium Outpost um, magically traced back that um, that ray to the amplification crystal Yeah. on top of the it's floating like Arcanium. Forensics. Where we left off, huh? No, we had an episode of shopping, which we're going to breeze through right now. <clears throat> yep. Ballistic. Um, uh, would that be a magical ballistic? Uh-huh. Yeah, well, it's yeah, it's so magical ballistics, basically. Yes. Okay. Listen, we 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 are. <laughs> you um, you guys went. You guys uh went <laughs> shopping the next day. Uh, you noticed that Malvo's magical. I'm sorry, Malvo's magnificent magical emporium <laughs> was a new shop, and uh, there was a wacky ye oldie wacky inflatable arm flailing tube man outside, which was really just a dude with some sticks doing <laughs> this thing here. He's and flailing for those of you. Flail, yes, it's great for an audio medium. <laughs> um, eventually, we can get like a. You also met camera. You also met Obstagar Grundleplatt, who was the uh, the, the personal the personal blacksmith yeah, to the king, that. who told you to come by his mm-hmm. shop, and he had some services. Um, that this is, is the service that I got for way, for a discounted price. Okay, it wasn't no ho house. Oh god. 
<laughs> what are you talking? This was this was referring to earlier in this talk? episode. I, I think she's the only person who thought when she said something earlier that it sounded like going to a whorehouse. I don't know. Or some services. I said about I, I was talking about some services. So um, Grayson sold a bunch of stuff that she uh, that Salar didn't need anymore. Yeah. And got and look into her divine gift, which is yes. Alaram's tied the sword that she uh, wields mm -hmm. and you found out that it is what how how do you make your sword more powerful this is why i'm mad this is why i'm mad no no so, this is why i'm hot <laughs> I changed this it. in order for me to make this sword better i can't read with my glasses on to make my sword better i need to go through either I need to either perform a great act of humility or suffer a great loss in order to level up this thing. Yeah, so. Which Salar, is the thing that Salar is going to have a time Salar being the doing. cold person she is. Well, She's a Yuntai, has zero emotions, and is, you know, in a pact with the demon lord of pride. Who you keep getting visions from. And Who I do He's not very excited no, about No, he's not. He's fairly disappointed with this choice. Um, Salar, Salar also went to a tailor. Yeah, right, I got gloves. And got some gloves. Because her packed mark that started out on the palm of her hand has now spread like uh, veins down her arm. Mm -hmm. um, I also can't drink alcohol because of this guy. Yes, that's why This she was just a so huge mistake. The why the heck am I even still in pack with him? <laughs> because he gives you power and you're yeah, using it. I know. Um, I know why. Anthony found along the way a book for the... In, in the last town. Uh, you found a book for uh, the tenants of the one and the five. And you were trying to focus on Grunt, the god of fire and vengeance. And which was in... And the book was in Gnomish. <laughs> I spent ten gold on a book that was in Gnomish. And it was like a pamphlet. It's it was a pocket Bible. It was a pocket Bible. But um, from there, uh, a couple people went shopping. Anthony Squall was the only one to go into mm. Malvo's Emporium. <laughs> and inside there were two walls... Mm. Like a long hallway, almost lined with weapons and armor, mm. which he got Malvo <laughs> to um, basically swipe left or swipe right with his hands to look, move stuff along the wall, and um, tried to do it himself. He yeah. tried to do it himself, and it d didn't work. He basically looked like the guy outside the store. <laughs> yeah, he's like, "You're really good at that. I should pay you I'm like ten gold. It's great." So, um, <laughs> Anthony Squall got a new weapon. It's the Quicksilver. Quicksilver. So it's it basically as a bonus action, you can turn it into any melee weapon you want it to be, um, and it counts as a silvered weapon. And you're currently using it as a kunai and chain, correct? Yes. All right, and that's where we ended our last session. I made a favor. I got a favor from him. As you well. did get He's a favor. So you got an unspecified so favor. Yeah. favor, which I didn't even get the man's name. Which I ended up. I mean, I'm pretty about. sure it's Malvo. The the one time that well, this made <laughs> a successful communication with another player. Big sign. Big <laughs> sign says Malvo. I thought it was Assume just it's up. Malvo. Mm. That's all I'm focused on. His name is. Mm. <laughs> He's gonna go to another town and be like, "Would you guys like to franchise?" Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, get out of here, you weird cat. 
And then we're never going to get that favor. <laughs> so uh, we hope this recap was informative. And thank you guys for listening to the Session Zero recap of Metal and Magic. Until next time. Uh, bye. 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 We love you.